awaited saviour of humanity, Imam al-Mahdi alayhi salam, my respected teachers, elders, brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum jami'an wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Usikum bi fi dinikum. I call myself and all of you towards God consciousness and piety in the way of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This week, insha'Allah, we will be starting a new series for the next four or five weeks. And that will be to look at certain akhlaqi principles, which insha'Allah, if each week we could focus on this particular akhlaqi principle, we would be able to sustain the achievements that we have accomplished in the month of Ramadan, and insha'Allah even go past them, building on a basis on what we have accomplished. Each week, we will look at one akhlaqi principle. And the idea would be that in that week from Friday to Friday, we take that one principle home and we try to apply it. And every day we try to work at it, work at it, implement and improve on it, such that inshallah in that one week it becomes the norm for us, part and parcel of our own practice. And then the following week we would come back with a new akhlaqi principle and build on it inshallah. This akhlaqi principle comes to us from the Holy Quran and is mentioned to us uh, in a number of different ways and is especially emphasized on by our ulama when it comes to the matter of their self-development. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions first and foremost in the Quran, chapter number 16, verse number 19. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Wallahu ya'lamu ma tusirruna wa ma tu'alinoon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah knows what you conceal and what you reveal. Allah knows it. He knows that which you keep within your heart and He knows that which you reveal in public or to other people. Elsewhere in Surah Al-Imran, chapter number 3 of the Quran, verse number 29, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala adds to this and mentions the following. Bismillahir Rahman Rahim. Qul, in tukhfu ma fi sudurikum aw tubduhu ya'lamhu Allah wa ya'lamu ma fi as-samawati wa ma fi al-ard wallahu ala kulli shay'in qadir Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the following He says whether you hide what is within your heart or you reveal it Allah knows it all It is often the case that the way in which we act in private versus public sometimes in some elements may have a different character may have a different feel may have a different way in which we interact with people the akhlaqi principle that we want to present to you for today is the following and just make a note of it memorize it it's really simple and inshallah we will be expanding upon it this afternoon the recommendation from our scholars is the following make your actions in private better than the actions that you do in public really simple make your actions in private surpass better excel than the actions that you have in public you see it is often the case for me at least I can't say this about anyone else but surely my actions in public better than the ones in private. People are watching me. People have an expectation of me. 
If I don't do something right, people will talk. Maybe when I was younger, they will go and tell my father, right? So the way we are in public is always the very best of us, isn't it? We greet people nicely, we talk to them nicely, someone annoys me, we try our best to hold it within us. Ask yourself an honest, honest question. Allah knows the answer. You know the answer. Are you better in public or in private? When it comes to the same act, which one seems to be better in the reality of it? Take any act. Salah, is it better in public or in private? Is it longer in private or in public? How you greet people, is it better in public or in private? How you hold your tongue, is it better in public or in private? One of the primary, primary akhlaqi principles for us is to make our private action surpass our public action. There are many, many hadith around this that we wish to be able to talk about and present some of these points, insha'Allah. So, it is very interesting that we know that when it comes to the inward, if the inward is corrupted, then definitely the outward is going to be corrupted, correct? We may be able to hide it for a period of time, but really, if something is inwards, at some point it will come out on the outward, correct? There's a hadith of Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib, salawatullah wa salamuhu He says, beware of the opposite. When the outward is corrupted, know that the inward will also get corrupted. You see, if the outward has hypocrisy, then the inward will have hypocrisy. If my outward is that I come and greet you very nicely here, but when I go home, I don't do that, there's a corruption, there's a mismatch in my actions. How many a person here will come and spend all the time in the world, in the baraza, talking to people nicely. When they go home, they won't even give salam or look smile with their own wives. Here, everyone is nice to each other. Salamu alaikum, Jum'a Mubarakah, how are you, this, that. Go home, where's the tea? Right? No salam, no smile. Here I can smile at everyone. At home I can't smile at anyone. Here, I have all the patience in the world for someone else's child. When my own child does something, maybe I will do something really bad, right? Imam says, you will notice when the outward is corrupted, when you deal with people differently at the outward level, your inward is corrupted. Realize it, he says. Now here, what we want to be able to talk about is that there are spheres of privacy and the way in which we could try to improve the private to make it better than the public. Public, we know what we're like. Now when we reflect, we make a, an awareness of what I'm like in private. How do we realize what are the spheres of public and private? And how do we improve our privacy so that it's better than our public? There are two private spheres I want to talk about. The first one is the private sphere between myself and those who are my innermost companions and friends. So my family and my inner circle of friends unit, who I normally will hang around with. It might be my work colleagues, it might be my best friends, but my family and my closest friends make up one private sphere. Because they know me 
better than other people know me because they hang out with me more often they know how I really think, how I really react to circumstances. This is one private sphere. The second private sphere is you and yourself. As much as your family knows you, as much as your friends think they know you, there is a degree of a private sphere that only you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala know the reality of yourselves. The way we think inside. The reality of what goes through our mind. Whether we control that thought. You know what's really interesting in the time in which we live in? There's a third sphere that knows very much about us, but we don't realize it. And that is our phones and our laptops. Yeah? We think that it's private. The reality is MI5, FBI know you better than you know you. Yeah? Don't forget that. Yeah? Everything that uh, Siri as well. Siri knows you very well. Don't think for a second it's not all being recorded. The reality is there's someone else recording it as well. Yeah? So there are spheres of privacy. And it makes us reflect and think on how do I act within those spheres of privacy with people and with myself. So here the first hadith that I wish to be able to mention about this in regards to your uh, sphere of privacy with your friends and family. Is a hadith of Amir al Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib, Sarawatullah wa Salamuhu He says the following La yakun ahluka wadu wuddika ashkan nasi bika. Let not your family or those whom you treasure to be the most miserable of people because of you. Here, I'm good with everyone. I smile with everyone. When I go home, they are the most miserable of people. They have to be on tiptoes around me. Be honest, how many of us are like this? The moment husband or father comes home, mother comes home, the wife runs away into the bedroom to hide, the children lock the door in their room so they don't have to deal with their father. How many of us are like this? But come here, the moment we give chai and maybe some bandazi, everybody's good, we're all joking. Why is it that there is so much in here to give in this space, but I can't give that when I'm there? It is very important to realize that if I want to be able to improve myself when I'm in that private space, at home, with friends and family, make it better, make it surpass what I am here. The very minimal make it equal, but the akhlaqi principle is to make it better. So one can here think about what they are like with their own friends and family circle, whether they swear, whether they are aggressive, whether people don't want to have their company, and we can see whether this is the case or not. This is one way of dealing with it in the private sphere. Then there is the personal sphere, which is the secret between ourselves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how we act. And you'll notice, for example, it might be that when it comes to salah here, the salah is perfect, it's very long, the sajda shukr is very long, but at home there is no sajda shukr. Right? The TV is still playing whilst I am performing my salah. Or it might be that within myself that there is this arrogance or pride that bubbles up within me. There is the private sphere. 
there's a, an anecdote, I don't know how true it is, but you can imagine probably this has happened to someone at his time. One of the ulama mentions, he says, don't be like that person who was praying in the masjid and he heard the door creak, thinking that someone was in. So he said to himself, now I will lengthen my prayer. You know, I hope this person thinks good of me. MashaAllah, look how long Ja'far's salah is. Look how he's really concentrating. At the end, when he finishes his takbirat, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, he looks round and it's a dog that snuck into the mosque. All this time, he doesn't realize that really he's, what he's been praying to is this dog. We don't want to be like that, right? But this can creep in. This is human nature. But we have to control it so that what people see on the outside of us is not as good as the reality of what shines within us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees something even greater within us. I'll give you a story as an example of how to be able to think about controlling what is inside to ensure that the inside is better than what people see on the outside. Once a student of the Hawza came to the Grand Marja Ayatollah Sheikh Muhammad Taqi Bahjat Rahmatullahi Ta'ala Alayhi I think we all know Sheikh Bahjat is the Grand Arif of our era Someone who is not surpassed in many ways of his spirituality One of the Tullab students comes to him Says Shaykhana I have a desperate situation, a question I need you to answer it for me Okay inshallah I will help He says I have a problem Whenever I do an act There's riyah in it. There is this showiness, this desire for someone in public to see that I have done a good deed. My inside is not as good as my outside, is basically what is being said. Now in our context, it could be anything. It could be the one that gives the khutbah. It could be the one that makes the chai. It can be the one who hoovers up. It can be the one who recites the ziyara. It can be the one in the kapa. All of us, the teachers, the person, anyone who's doing a khidmah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we all run the risk I hope someone noticed it. I hope someone says, well done to me. Immediately the inside is corrupted. The intention is corrupted. We catch it, we reflect, and we make it better. So he says, I have this problem. Whenever I do any khidmah, it's, I, want, I want to show off to people. I want people's attention. How do I change myself? Sheikh Bahjat responds and says, how can someone who has riddled himself with pride give you any advice on how to defeat pride? Yeah. Now, of course, this is Sheikh Bahjat. I'm sure he's saying it sincerely. But the student, you know, he's, he's not taking it. You know, he's saying, you must give me a solution. You must give me a solution. Eventually, Sheikh Bahjat has to give the solution. His solution was the following. You show off. You want people to notice. Increase your showing off. Show off. Show off as much as you can. Do it. Increase it. Just change the direction of whom you're showing off to. Wow. Right? Instead of in your heart going, did Muhammad and Ali see, right? Did Ahmed see my sajda? Allah, did you see the length of my sajda for you? Allah, did you see me pick up that little bit of litter and put it into the bin? For your sake, reward me. Allah, did you see how beautiful I used my voice to make other people's hearts tremble? For your sake, Allah, reward me. Just change the direction of whom you're showing off to. Show off! Just make sure he's the one grabbing your attention. Right? 
whom you hope for in the attention. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here we have different spheres of the private. We have the people that we are with and how they see us. And then we have the reality of the internal nature of that we have within ourselves. Make it a target for this one week from here to next week. Pick one thing that you want to work on. Pick three things that you want to work on. Whatever it is, the Salah, the Quran, whatever. But make it that you can prove to yourself that the reality of your private is better than the reality of your public. In this way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase our private and make better our public as well. Hadith of Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib Salawatullahu wa salamuhu says the following Tuba liman saluhat sariratahu Blessed is he whose inward thoughts are good, whose outward character is righteous, and he does not harm the people. This is the one who is blessed. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wal-Asr inna al-insan lafiyyi khusr illa al-ladhina amanu wa amila al-salihati wa tawasu bil-haqqi wa tawasu bil-sabr. بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين ثم الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى أهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين المعصومين أما بعد awaited savior of humanity Imam al-Mahdi alayhi salam my respected teachers elders brothers and sisters salamu alaykum jami'an wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh it is necessary for us to mention the travesty and massacres that are taking place in the Sudan at the moment. The revolution that is taking place and we have seen more than a hundred people being massacred and even their bodies being thrown into the rivers, their bodies being left out and this is a terrible tragedy that is unfolding in front of our eyes. Inshallah we can all spread the news, make ourselves aware mention it to our politicians that we want them to be talking about it and have a diplomatic intervention the fact that this country is so powerful and has its ambassadors means that this country must be able to stand up wherever justice wherever injustice is prevalent i also want to mention about the potential next prime minister that we have i don't know what more there is to say that has not already been said. But I want to just focus on one or two points, just to think about, because these points we can talk to others and maybe make them aware of the internal (coughs) hypocrisies that we have in our politics and policy making. You know, the reason why Islam is so unique is because it has provided us with guidelines, either general or specific for everything, right? When it comes to the issue of adala, a person who is just, we realize that a person who takes on more responsibility before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the levels of adala need to also increase, correct? So the one who leads a jama'ah, a salat al-jama'ah, the shart, the condition is that he must have at least outward adala, 
right? And the definition or one of the definitions of adala is that you do not see him performing a public sin ongoing, ongoing. And the idea if he does something, you may assume that he has uh, done tawbah for it. But there's not an ongoing sin that you see, a major sin in public that he is doing or she is doing. Is that the level, for example, of adala that you would have in your expectation of the marja? No. There's a higher level of adala for the marja than there is the one who leads salah, for example. Correct? Therefore, the one who takes a public office, you would expect that person to have a higher degree of adala. Correct? When these individuals are coming out and saying that we used to take this drug and that drug, the in hypocrisy is there because they are the ones that have put in the laws in the first place to prohibit this drug taking. But also in our own services, we realize that if someone was to come out and say that they have done this, then they would be stripped of their position. A point was made yesterday on TV on BBC Question Time where one of the ladies said, for example, I am a nurse. I have a position. The code that governs my ability to be registered as a nurse says that if I was to take a class A drug in private, even my, my professional work would be impacted. Right? If a teacher was to do something like that, it would be impacted. If a doctor was to do that, it would be impacted. Why is it that the politicians of our country seem to be oblivious, seem to be ring-fenced ring -fenced from any crime that they are committed. They can lie in public and get away with it. They can do this, they can do that, get away with it in public, and there seems to be no consequence for these individuals. Now coming to Boris himself, his history is littered with being a serial liar. He has cheated on three of his wives, this is public, this is known. He has lied every time he has been in a position of writing for a newspaper or being an editor for a newspaper. He is a person that has, per, he has misspent 43 million pounds of money, public money whilst being mayor of London. He has been dehumanizing Muslims, calling women who wear the niqab letterboxes, and even only two days ago, doubled down on this and said, yeah, when I speak, yeah, sometimes some of the, the ceiling does fall down. Really? That's it. So as long as the ceiling falls down a little bit, you can put people's lives at risk? This is not the standard of leadership that we need to have in our country. There is a factual, there was a, a study that was done. After Bill Clinton did what he did, we know why Bill Clinton was impeached, we don't need to mention it further. Reason why Bill, um, after Bill Clinton was impeached, the language, there was a study done, that in the media, the level of language until now that has been present in the media has gone down, down into the sewers. Because what people do in public has an effect on the rest of us. And we are only as good as the leadership of our country. When the country has this level of leadership, this is where the country will be at as well. We need people who have the capacity, the genuine care, will and desire to bring the country together. Not people who are in, in and of themselves divisive, in and of themselves considered to be buffoons. We require a higher standard of public service today 
And what we fear is tomorrow our country becomes like the United States of America. It becomes a public joke amongst people, amongst diplomats, amongst the international community. This has now become us since Brexit. And if we have someone who created the lies to bring us into this situation and doubles down on it, this only tells us the direction of our society will continue to fall. It becomes upon you and I, as I said last week, to become the media, to become the voice of truth, and to continue to tell people the realities of what is going on.